0: to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa, formerly of Cultivating the Lovely. And on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. I feature both a fun mix of guests who I've invited, as well as some hopefully helpful and humorous solo shows centered on things I've learned in my own life. And today we have on one of my favorite authors. Her books are just so deep and amazing and they get me every time. They are so encouraging and so wise especially when I think of how old she is. I'm like what? That's not That's not even like a fair thing that you have figured out so much in your life so far. It is Hannah Brencher with her brand new book, Fighting Forward. I love this book. I recommend it to everyone right now. You can't go wrong with it. It's the perfect read for New Year's, especially if you're just wanting to be in courage to be showing up to the things in your life that you need to show up to but not in an oppressive way it's just it's just so good you've got to read it and the chapters are nice and short so it feels quick to be able to get through it is great but before we get there of course i want to tell you about a little something that is helping me to show up in this season and it's helping a lot of other women to show up as well and that is patreon our live well together patreon This group of ladies, I have really been noticing over the past couple of months, just as a whole group has been getting so much tighter and getting to know each other more and always so eager to be bringing new women in and welcoming them to the whole live well anyway philosophy. We are always learning together and finding ways to laugh and get through life and all of its realness and rawness and chaos. And there has been a lot of that lately. These ladies really get the behind the scenes picture of what is happening in my life and what is happening with the podcast and my whole platform. And we would just really love to have you be a part of that. We have daily lives every single day that are so much fun. We love getting together and chatting. Sometimes they're serious, but a lot of times they're ridiculous and we want you to be a part of it. There's all kinds of different things that we have to offer over there, so come check it out at patreon.com slash livewelltogether. We want you to live well anyway with us, so come and join us. All right, without further ado, let's get on with this episode with Hannah Bruncher. Welcome back, Hannah. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be back. I'm so excited to have you back as I was kind of just saying when, before we started recording, this was one of those interviews where I've actually scaled back on interviews quite a bit. I'm just having people who I know I really want to have on the show and not just like every book they vomit at me. Um, but I knew I wanted to have you on the show. I remembered your book from two years ago, come matter here. I was like, okay, yes, whatever Hannah's written, I'm sure I'll love, you know, but I, I, Kind of like put it off going, well, I'm sure it's a great book, but I don't know how much it'll actually pertain to my life. <laughs> and then I opened it, and on the very first page, I was like, oh, I know. I really needed this <laughs> it's like exactly oh, so what glad. I needed in the moment and so I am so excited to be able to talk with you about it today because it's just you're on fire in this book and it's got so much good stuff I think that so many people need to hear so I can't wait to talk about it <laughs> but for people who don't remember you or didn't hear your episode before or haven't heard would you just go ahead and introduce yourself again?
1: Yeah, so my name is Hannah, and I am based in Atlanta, Georgia. I live here with my husband, Lane, and our baby, Novalee. She is eight months old, which is just crazy to think. Yeah. I don't know if that's still a newborn. I'm not really sure when the newborn <laughs> finishes, but um, yeah, so... I'm a writer. I'm a speaker. Um, I'm an online educator. I love teaching courses on writing and discipline and just like setting powerful habits up. And um, I really say that, like, the reason that I show up in the writing space is to encourage people and to spur people forward. And so that's exactly what I'm doing in Fighting Forward is just trying to show up to be the best roadside cheerleader that I can possibly be.
0: Well, you did. It, it is so good and it's so practical and hard hitting and like it really gets at the truth of the matter and mm. so I'm I'm just so excited to be going over it with you but I mean first of all it's been 2 years little over 2 years since we last chatted. Yep. And just a little bit has changed in your life. Like you <laughs> mentioned you've had a baby in the midst of a pandemic yeah. and yep. you know I mean especially just just your career alone I think if we just looked at that, I mean, you were a speaker and so you would travel and that was probably going to change anyway, having a baby. But now with the pandemic and everything, would you just talk a little bit about like how this book writing and promoting process has been different from your past book writing experiences?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, when I first started um, writing this book, I wrote this book in the first half of 2019. So like before any of this was on the docket um the day that I finished writing the book was actually the day I found out I was pregnant with nobody so I went from creating one baby to another yeah um but yeah promoting it in the midst of a pandemic um Honestly, if I'm being honest, I feel like I'm in my sweet spot because I primarily (laughs) do things online anyway, and I'm a homebody, so there's been a beautiful part to this pandemic of, like, not having to travel, not having to be away from home, like not having to go away for a few days at a time and miss her and miss her milestones. I am so yeah. thankful that I've been able to be here and to witness it and to not just have to jump right back into speaking. But yeah, um, when it comes to promoting this book and it to me, it's like so like hard to talk about that because I don't even like look at it as like promoting so much. It's like, gosh, I poured my whole heart onto this page and I hope that people receive it well. But- I don't think I could have ever known or imagined like how much we would probably need a fight song at the time that this was going to come out. I remember having those first meetings with my editor and team and they were like, you know, we're going to do a release early 2021. And it was 2019 at the time. So you're like, that is a world away from now. Like that is way too long to wait. And yet so much has transpired in the world since Mm -hmm. that time that I'm like, okay, God clearly knew the timing of this book. And, um, and so it's honestly, it's been really easy to talk about because it's one, like such an extension of my heart, but two, I feel like this is content that I genuinely feel like people need. And I don't Mm -hmm. say that because I wrote it. I just think that like, really, I'm not giving you any kind of like, map or self-help book where like, here's how to fix your life. That's not what this book is. It's just genuine encouragement to put some fight back in your bones. And I think a lot of people need that right now.
0: Yes. They, I mean, I have been astounded kind of, I mean, I always am over the last few years as I get sent books from publishers, you know, well in advance of when they're coming out. Mm. And you think like, oh, like this is kind of coming down the docket for our world. You know, it's almost like you get this glimpse because there are so many things that have come out, especially this year. I've noticed, I mean, between, or well, I guess this is coming out in 2021, but in the past year, Melanie Schenkel's book on the bright side, it was like Mm, right at the beginning (laughs) of the pandemic, like right when we needed it. And then, um, Sophie Hudson stand all the way up and she addresses so many things that were happening Right at the time that the book came out, and Mm. I always feel like, oh, it's it's so interesting. It's almost like you get this little glimpse into the future if you look at what is coming out in the publishing world. Like, okay, God, what's next? Oh gosh,
1: no, I don't know if I want to look at it that way. I know,
0: I know, but it's but it's really interesting, and I think that your book definitely couldn't have come out at a better time because like you were saying I think so many people need these messages and even I don't know that I would have thought so even at the beginning of the past year thinking like oh yeah I need to like get through all of these lies in my head or like Mm. figure out how to show up but I did a big rebrand at the beginning of September. So I changed the name of the podcast and redid my website and redid all my social media. And it was like, okay, after all these years of crazy, my divorce was finally over, you know, all these mm. things had happened and it was like, okay, it's time to, to make this shift and kind of go in this new direction. And then once I did all that, I did all the work of putting it together. I became like paralyzed. Like, I don't huh. know how to show up anymore. I don't I feel like everyone else is already doing what I'm trying to do and I don't know what to say or how to be here and it was so interesting because in late November I you know you start thinking about your word of the year. I don't know if you know not everybody does that, but I I, I usually totally do. Okay, yeah. I usually pick a word and out of the blue one day I hadn't really been putting much thought into it. And the word consistency popped into my head. And I was like, oh, shoot. I don't want that word. (laughs) Yeah, that's not a sex word. Yeah, that's like a hard word. That's like a having to show up word. And then literally the next week, I picked up your book and I was still kind of going like oh is that does that really have to be my word and then like on page one in the little bubble it was like it's not about perfection it's about consistency I was like oh gosh I was gonna say yeah yeah you use that word I should have gone back and counted because I started just boxing it in and every time I I found so much of this oh oh it's painful (laughs) it's like all right (laughs) I get the point this is supposed to be my word but I it was so good for me to read because I mean you come out of the gate talking about showing up and how that can impact us in so many different areas of our lives so would you just talk about that kind of I mean in relation to the year we've all had but just Mm. the importance of that
1: Yeah. I mean, well, and I think too, like this idea of showing up, it's like, for some people, it's kind of like, what does that even mean? Like, what does that even look like? Right. And so we've been hit with a year, especially where I think it's interesting because like, there's a lot of messaging obviously that goes out around a pandemic. And so there are two sides of it. There are the sides that are like, I'm going to do everything in the midst of this pandemic to change my life. And then the other side that's like, Hey, you don't have to do anything at all, but like survive this pandemic. And like, Mm -hmm. I think I'm somewhere in the middle on that because I think too, like, I don't want like this time to be a free pass for why I don't change the things in my life that I've wanted to change for a while. Yeah. You know, like it's very Mm -hmm. easy to say like, well, when we're out of this, then I'll do that. Or like when this happens in my life, then I'll dedicate myself to that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think like, it's just a reminder that like, we're still called to show up and we're still called to live like a full life, even in the midst of these crazy circumstances. Life is not on pause just because circumstances don't look how we necessarily wanted them to look does not mean that we just are like, well, I can just hang in the background, right? Like, I still think we need to show up for one another. I still think that it's Mm -hmm. valuable that we show up for ourselves in all of this because like life is still happening, whether we see it or not.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think I've been discussing with a lot of friends lately and even followers of Live Well Anyway Um, especially in our patreon it's been a big topic over the past couple of months of okay we went through this thing with the pandemic where uh, first it was new and nobody knew how to deal with it because it's Mm -hmm. new for everybody but then you kind of get to that point where you're like okay I just am going to do all the things to like comfort myself because yep (laughs) yep in this I'm surviving yeah but then you get to this point where it's like okay this isn't new anymore this is what is happening and I don't want to stay in that. I just need to comfort myself place. Like now it's time (laughs) to pick back up. Yeah. We need to pick back up. We need to figure out a plan moving forward and we need to get back to doing it again. And I think this is that perfect book for that of saying like, okay, now it's, it's time to do that again. It's time to, to grapple with the fact that this is, this is life. So let's show up anyway let's live well anyway it keeps the new title of the podcast it just keeps like coming back at yeah. me like okay we got to do that yeah Okay, you guys. Personally, I really don't like giving cereal to my kids. I've heard so many terrible things about it from the varnishes and the sugars and like all of the stuff. I've always felt like it is very taboo to give my kids cereal. Now, I still do it from time to time, but I don't like it. And my kids always want it. They always want to have cereal. And so I've been faced with a real dilemma. But this past fall, we found the answer to our cereal prayers, and it is Magic Spoon. You guys, my kids love this stuff. I really enjoy it as well. And it's actually like good for them. It has zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. It doesn't taste like cardboard. It actually tastes like what you would think like a sugary, yummy cereal would taste like, but it doesn't have any of the junk. They have four main flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry, and then they also have seasonal specialty flavors that they come out with from time to time that are also really fun. And we love them. All of my kids have a different one that they like the best. My daughter really likes the blueberry. I really like the cocoa, and I love having an easy nutritious breakfast or snack or dessert to be able to serve to them that I can feel good about and they really enjoy. So go to magicspoon.com slash livewell to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code Well at checkout and save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash live well and use the code live well to save five dollars off and i just want to thank magic spoon for sponsoring live well anyway
1: yeah i can't agree with that more it's like in as hard as that is to start and that's why i i wrote the book like that's why i called it fighting forward because it wasn't Mm -hmm. necessarily moving forward and it definitely wasn't running forward and sometimes it's not even walking forward. Sometimes that's what it is. It is a fight to move Mm -hmm. forward. And so that looks like fighting forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. And I think that, you know, even that very first chapter I feel like I'm going to read over and over again this whole year. It's going to be like the guidebook. I don't know how many things I underlined and starred because when you're talking about showing up, I mean, I think we can think of it in terms of our businesses or our families or our homes or whatever. But even the story you shared about your husband working with the youth group and how he wanted to be that person who kept showing up for those kids, I mean, if we just think about it in terms of what is happening to the youth right now, I I think it's they, I mean, they are so isolated in a way that we can't even imagine that was so not the way we grew up, but they need people who are showing up in whatever capacity that is able more than ever before. Yeah,
1: it is so true. And I think, yeah, and it's, I think it's still very much a question of like, how we do that and mm-hmm. how we you know like what that looks like in this world but even something as simple as like checking in and being consistent yeah. in that I think like yes. you were saying like consistency is the key to all of it like yeah I think about like my girlfriends and I am nowhere near like the expert at this so I just want to like put that as a distinction <laughs> Um, I think there are definitely some of my girlfriends that are a million times better at this than I am, but like, it's this idea of like, okay, we don't, we don't get to meet up in the way that we typically are used to anymore. That doesn't mean that I don't, that I shouldn't be reaching out, that I shouldn't be finding little ways to like bless them or show up at their door, you know? And then it's that consistency part of like. That doesn't mean you do it once. That means you commit to doing it over and over and over again. And that's, what's important. That's what Lane learned in showing up for the guys in the youth group is that it's like, it's not going to matter to them if you come once, but it's going to matter if you just keep showing up and you keep being consistent with that. That's probably something the world is never going to talk that loudly about, but like, you'll know in the deep of you that you kept showing
0: up. Yeah. Well, and I think even with our kids, there's those things that, if we are consistent with them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those become the real memories that they think of. Sure, there's going to be those big things that stand out in their mind of if you, you know, took a family vacation or you did whatever. But I think that who they're going to remember you as, as a mother, Or, you know, just the things that kind of shaped their childhood are going to be the things that happened over and over and over again. My girls are always going to remember that I sang them a song every night before they went to bed. They're, you know, they're going to remember those things, those ways of showing up and being consistent. And I think that's where the real magic is. And it can be really hard. Mm -hmm. But like,
1: that's where it's like, because I, I remind myself of that a lot too. And I've definitely felt it recently, like having a new baby. It's like, you think the magic is going to be one place, but it's actually in these really simple moments that if we're not present to them, we miss them. Like mm-hmm. right now it's like, she is one of my favorite things. is like a few minutes before it's time to go to sleep. Like I put her in her crib with her toys and she just plays there in her crib for a few minutes before she goes to bed. And it's such... A simple thing, but she just loves it. She just loves playing by herself. She laughs to herself. And it's like, I don't know. It's like this isn't gonna last long. So I need to savor this because like this is this is the memory right here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean, I just walked by my daughter, who's almost six this morning as she was getting ready in her bedroom and she just turned around and she was being goofy and she flashed me that you know goofy little five-year-old smile mm. and it was like oh like I want to burn that into my my memory like what she was like at that yeah, age yeah. even in the midst of a pandemic <laughs> even in the midst of you know she's got to wear a mask to school every day and you yes know, she's still somehow oh, kid, yeah she's she's maintaining that like innocence and purity and and I just I think that as much as we need to show up for our kids, we also need to kind of like take note of how they are weathering this, like they're still kids and it's helpful to see that. Yeah. And, and to press into that, I mean, even as you were saying, you know, we need to find that way with our friends to still show up on their doorstep and stuff. I think it's a matter of creativity too, that we haven't really had to face before. It's been a lot easier in any other time without a pandemic to, show up mm-hmm. for people but now we we kind of have to force ourselves to get out of the box and and be a little bit more creative about how we do things
1: yeah it, it yeah and I think that's like one of those things where it's like I've had to carve out intentional time to think about okay yeah. how do I do this you know because it does require something more than just like I don't know it just teaches you not to take things for granted mm-hmm
0: yeah Absolutely. And I think that as we head into twenty-one, it's this chance to to do that, to say, okay, with this fresh new year, we have to look at goal planning differently than we ever have before. We have to look at it from a different perspective. And I read your book on the heels of reading the feel-good effect by Robin Conley Downs. And okay. that was such an amazing book because she puts all this science into saying like it's really in those everyday moments the practices that you're doing day in and day out that make the biggest difference not making the big end goals Mm -hmm. and so yeah it is yeah then to read your book which just like pushed that point even further home about the consistency and the showing up and the you know fighting through the lies you talk about that so much in your book of not getting caught up in those things and readjusting the way that we're thinking, this is a big new opportunity for us to do it in a way we never have before.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's like, because I think that is so true and that's something that I wish that everybody could Grab a hold of is this idea that it is the daily work. Like that is that mm-hmm. that is where the actual transformation takes place and to become more in love with the transformation than the final outcome. We all love the final outcome, but like yeah. it is that day-to-day thing. And I think the way that our culture sets it up is like, okay, like 30 days to do this, 24 days to do this. If you want to become a healthy eater, do a whole 30. But like then, like What happens on day 31? Like we need to learn to cultivate consistency in daily life for the long haul, not just for a six week period, but for like, what are the things that I'm going to do that mean? Like I become the person I said I wanted to become like, yes, that's the power.
0: Yes. On that daily basis, doing the things that make you enjoy your life more and make you the better person. Yeah. That was something that she talked about in her book too. I love the example you just gave. And then she talked about how she trained for a half marathon and she trained for like six months or whatever to train for this half marathon. And she hated it every day. And then, but she did it so that she could say she ran the half marathon, but then she never ran again. She was like, but the race was one day out of six months that I hated. So why are we devoting ourselves to things that we hate day in and day out just to get that, that end goal, that then we don't even follow through on. Why don't we work on practicing things in our daily life every day, so we actually like our life, like she yeah, so enjoyed the running. Did
1: she then conclude that she just it wasn't
0: worth it? Yeah, she kind of was like, why didn't <laughs> I just find something else that I did enjoy doing, yeah. you know, physically day in and day out, so that I actually, you know, enjoy the ninety nine percent of the process instead Mm. of just the end goal, which I thought was so interesting to think about. Well, and I wonder too, like now I want to do like a case study on her, but
1: like (laughs) I, you wondered too, like what was, okay, so what was the goal and the motivation to run the half marathon? Was it because it was something that deep down you said you wanted to do, or was it something where it's like, you told people you were going to do this thing and it was really impressive. And so we can get caught up in that too of like, well, this looks good to the outside world. Mm -hmm. So even if I hate it, even if I feel like I'm dying inside, I'm still going to try to do this thing. And that's like dangerous in in its own sense.
0: Yeah. Which, whichever way you're going, like they have their own dangers, I think. And it just, it's really making me reevaluate how I'm thinking about all the goals that I'm trying to do in my life and Mm -hmm. just getting those daily practices and that consistency that I want to enjoy my life on the daily basis. So I need to find the things that that are going to help me to do that. And I think that your book really, really hits on that of getting rid of the lies and fighting through the discouragement. And I love, I think it was when you were talking about, Oh, was it discouragement or envy? And you said you could replace it with any other word where is it i'm almost there yeah
1: i think that might it's discouragement yep
0: yeah and that you could replace it with anger envy laziness idleness comparison comparison all of these things no matter what names we think to give them show up to steal away our lives without mercy Mm, yeah, I thought so that was, true. yeah, you said there, I'm going to keep reading because your words are so good. They're the opposite of abundance. They are soul sucking and are the things that make it a fight to keep our faith as we grow older, which I thought was really, I think so many people are really dealing with that in the middle of this pandemic too. And yeah. it's, it's fighting through that. Would you talk a little bit about how, how you've done that? Well, I think it's,
1: you know, it's so interesting because it's like, we, I think we look a lot at like external goals, right? Like, oh, I'm Mm going to run that marathon. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to be more consistent with showing up for my friends. And and a lot of times I think too, like this doesn't mean you have to set a goal or make a goal out of it, but like Mm -hmm. we need to clear the space in order to deal with the things that are going on internally, you know? Like how often have I had a circumstance in my life that's like maybe not going the way that I want it to go, but I don't even then think to like, I don't think to like pray about it or like Mm -hmm. set up intentional time and space to pray every day about it for a certain amount of time. Like, and so I think it's like being willing to like what I call what I talk about in the book, is like this idea of like dragging it out into the light to like start to deal Mm -hmm. with the thing. So if the thing is envy, then go on the offense rather than the defense. The defense is just dealing with it whenever it shows up. The offense is saying like, no, like I'm going to start staring at this thing every day or multiple times a week. And I'm going to start to get to the bottom of this and I'm going to Mm -hmm. figure it out. And I'm going to get over this hurdle. Like with the discouragement thing, what had happened is that I started to live this life filled with discouragement, but it just kind of blended into everyday life so much that I thought, well, this is just kind of, Good enough, right? Like, it's like I didn't even realize that there was something holding me back from a life full of joy and goodness because I just one never thought to ask or dig deeper, and then two, I talk about in the book how like I got this revelation that it was discouragement, but Mm -hmm. I never did anything about it. Like, I had the revelation, I did not have the transformation, and the transformation only came when I decided. I'm going to start to look at this from every angle. I'm going to start expecting to see a different result and a different outcome. Like, I'm going to deal with this thing instead of just saying, eh, it's fine if this just looms in the background for the rest of my life. Like, that's not going to be the cop out anymore.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. You guys, kids can be really hard to buy for. I definitely experienced that this past Christmas. It's never easy to find the right gift. We're always slyly listening for clues as to what they want, but after this entire crazy last year, our little ones have been practically yelling what they want. They want adventure, laughter, camaraderie, normalcy, and that's why they need Literati Kids. Literati Kids is a subscription book club that sends five beautiful children's books to your door each month, hand-picked by experts. Literati Kids has book clubs for children ages 0 to 12, and each club has age-appropriate selections tailored to what your child needs. This has been so fun for my daughter Emerson because we are exposed to all these books that we have never even heard of before, but she gets so excited about. It's tough sorting through the millions of kids' books released each year, and trying to find rich, engaging stories for our children sometimes feels impossible, but Literati Kids takes care of that. And every month, you'll get a box of these five expertly chosen kids' books with themes like, mystery adventure stem and history they are soul enriching books handpicked by leaders in child education and in addition to these incredible books your child will receive artwork from world renowned artists personalized stickers my daughter really loves these and other fun goodies in each monthly box you won't get this kind of expert curation anywhere else and they have gift subscriptions available in one, three, six, or 12 months of books it's a great way to keep the holiday magic going through 2021 whether you're gifting a niece, a grandson, a friend's child, or your own. So go to literati.com live well for 25% off your first two orders and pick your kids book club gift today. Remember, no one else has kids book clubs like these. Only at literati.com live well can you get 25% off your first two orders and receive five incredible kids books curated by experts delivered to your door every month. That's literati.com live well. I loved what you said about that, how you can have the revelation, but a lot of times we just, we hang our hat there like, oh, okay. I recognize the thing, (laughs) but then we don't make the move to change it. And we think that's enough. We think we've done it. We think, oh, God showed it to me. So, all right. But if you don't take the next steps, then it was, it's kind of all for naught. That's, that's where the real power is, is when you take the realization and then you move forward with it
1: yeah, it's so true. And that's it. Like we can't be spectators in our lives. We just need to, we need to find ways to be actually proactive.
0: Yeah. yeah and let me see there was another part there's so many things that I was just like I I kept writing wow yes (laughs) all throughout this book or like this is so interesting um okay so let me go back because there were a couple of other parts where I was like oh my gosh well even when you were talking about the little foxes how it's those things Mm -hmm. I, I love the story you gave of um the vines wrapping into the trees that you and your husband went to clear out. And you're thinking like, Oh, it's no big deal. Would you <laughs> tell that story? So this was
1: during that time where I was, I think I had the discouragement had already set in. And so I was feeling kind of just suck dry and kind of a little bit lifeless. Like there wasn't anything that I could pinpoint that was necessarily wrong. Mm-hmm. I just was kind of going through the motions of life and, um, a lot of like what we're talking about right now like I was not doing those things I wasn't dragging it into the light I wasn't dealing with it I was just kind of I don't know like going through life on autopilot yeah. and my husband and I decided to do like we had this like community service project that we were going to do and we show up to this park to clean this park and I, I remember thinking like okay but like what the, the park is clean. We don't really have much that we need to do. We end up going into this like wooded area where a man starts to instruct us that what we're going to be doing is we're going to be cutting down this invasive plant called kudzu, which the South is like known for kudzu. Um, but like that wraps around trees and steals and sucks the life from these trees. It actually ends up killing the trees, which you think, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Because like, the plant is so little and the tree is so big and like Mm -hmm. the tree is so rooted deep. And like you look at these big trees and you think nothing can take this tree down. When in actuality, these little vine like plants spring up and then go all around the tree and end up sucking and stealing the life from these trees. And so we had to take clippers and we had to start cutting this kudzu off. And I mean, I was really emotional in doing this because like when you cut the vine like you could see like the actual like indentations in the tree wow from this like from a plant that looked like honestly it looked like ivy like it looked like it was yeah. almost like supposed to be there you would never know that it was an invasive plant and like to me that's a lesson all on its own of like the things that we think can just stay there because, Oh, they're not doing that much harm. It's not that big of a deal, right? Like, Mm -hmm. no, like that stuff ends up being the most damaging. And so we had to cut it off from the tree, but then we also had to go back to the root and we had to dig up the root so that it couldn't spread anymore. And I think that's what we're called to do in our own lives. It's like, we got to get to the root of this thing. Like, what is this, like, what is this causing? And like, where is it coming from? If we don't mm-hmm. deal with that thing, it's just going to manifest in different areas in different ways.
0: Yeah. It's just like medicating the symptoms, but not getting to the real cause the root, the problem. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so true. And if we don't do that and start to address that and make step to- steps towards actual health, then we're just going to keep battling those same battles. And I'm, I'm tired of refighting my battles. I'm right? like, like, keep man, moving forward. Gotten
1: over this. Like, I feel like for me, like, it's like, when I think about like the, the battle that I've had over the years about like food and body image. And like this year, I've been like so dedicated to like changing that because I'm like, I don't want to go another 10 years with just this playing in the background and me just thinking, whatever, it's good enough. It's, it's just something mm-hmm. I'm never going to get over. Like, where did I get that mindset from? Like,
0: I don't want to live that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's been something that has been huge for me. I mean, I came out of an abusive marriage and, you know, a two and a half year divorce that was brutal. And we still are constantly having back to go back to court. And there was a time just this past fall, I mean, like three years into this process, where, you know, every time I would go to court, it would, it would like take me down and I would have so much anxiety and, you know, it's just super intense. And we kind of like my friends and I finally kind of developed like this court protocol where it was like, okay, this person will deal with this. This person makes sure I have dinner. This, like we put all these like little pieces into place. Yeah. And for once it didn't take me down and I was able to look at it and say, okay, I'm going to separate myself. Like, I mean, even just one of the simple things is me having to kind of relive it and reiterate what happened in court is one of the things that really really makes me spiral and so mm-hmm. we handed that off to one of my friends who always goes with me to court and so now there she's we go. The, yeah like she's the one to call my mom and tell her what happened and call my other friends and say okay this is what happened wow. so I don't have to keep reliving that and it was finally this time where I could say he doesn't get to determine mm-hmm. if I'm happy or not like I power. For you anymore yeah like I get to be the one to say whether this is going to take me down or not and no yeah. I'm sorry you don't you don't have that anymore that's not yours to take from me and what a changing process that is not that court isn't still frustrating and annoying and you know whatever but it doesn't have to have those same you know talons in my back yeah <laughs> that no. it has well and it's and, like that, yeah. that quote of like
1: if you like what is it like you keep doing the same thing over and over yeah. again like that's called insanity yeah like if you want a different result you have to do something different than what you've ever done before and yeah exactly what you did it's like okay like let's approach this differently because the way that we're approaching it right now it, it's not working
0: yeah yeah and and i know that it can be hard i mean there was even one time where my mom was like well i know you don't want to talk to me and i was like no 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 because it was after court i was like it's not that i don't want to talk to you it doesn't really have anything to do with you it's that i don't want to talk about it and that's mm-hmm. yeah. what that's where we're making the shift here and it's so helpful to learn how to have those boundaries and figure out like what affects you and what your triggers are and and all of that and that's all part of getting rid of the lies in your life that fighting Forward and figuring those things out, it's worth the figuring out to keep moving forward.
1: Totally. Yep. And that, and I know that it can sometimes seem exhausting or like I'm tired, I don't want to. But like, yeah. it doesn't mean like uh, the one of the things that gave me so much encouragement, like when I was writing the book, I, I always say that like I'm a perpetual runner, like I am. Like I, I have this desire to be a runner in my brain, but I've never gotten to the place where I'm actually like, yes, I'm maintaining it this time. Um, and there I, I use this like app, this Nike running app, and it talks to you while you run. I'm like, not a music person when I'm running. I like for somebody to talk to me. And, um, I was listening to this one guided run and the, the, guy his name's Adam that was guiding me through this run he was talking about this idea of endurance and like we think of endurance and we think of like oh like endurance means to like conquer and to move forward and to like be the best and the top and like in actuality this idea of endurance it simply means to remain in existence that is the definition of endurance and that gives me so much hope to think okay like it's not about seizing the day every single day sometimes it's just like remaining right where you are sometimes the victory is the pants like sometimes in like uh, the battle whatever the battle is for you of getting over heartbreak or eating healthier or whatever it is like we have to be able to see those small victories and rejoice in those small victories and on some days that's enough. The small victory is enough. And we, that's where it's like, in all that we've been saying, like one of the things that like, I always like remind people of, is like this idea of like, you have to find some way that you can like collect the evidence. Like there has to be a way to track this, you know? And like, whether that's like a notebook or a journaling practice or whatever it Mm -hmm. is, I think that that's really powerful for you being able to say that, like, you are showing up every day to change. Sometimes it's that you've been showing up every day to change, but your mind convinces you that there's been no change that's taken place because you haven't taken any note
0: of it. Yes, that has been one of the biggest things of heading into this year. And we're actually doing it in our Patreon community this year, and especially Mm -hmm. in January, is purposefully tracking. Like, Yes. how our bodies feel what we actually are accomplishing every day instead of just making the to-do list making the i did list like i love that i've been doing an doing i did that. list yep yeah yeah it it makes such a difference i mean i know back when i was a homeschooler that made such a difference for even being able to go back and write the reports that i needed to write at the end of the month when I could go back and actually see, oh, we did accomplish things because a lot of the times you would get to the end of the month and be like, I don't think we did anything. Like, does my kid, did my kid learn a single thing? <laughs> like, right. But I don't know. So there. Yeah. When you actually go back and look at all yeah. you accomplished, but if you don't take note of that, I mean, that's why God told the Israelites to set up, you know, altars and rocks in the desert so that they could come back and remember because we forget. It's so true, it's so true. Okay, ladies, I want to tell you about something that I have loved. I've been doing for a few months now. I love having show up on my front porch for a few different reasons and that is using the Simply Earth essential oil recipe box. I love that not only do I get to usher in new scents that are seasonal to my home every single month, I've got a new scent that I get to use in my diffuser and I get to make all sorts of other fun essential oil based products, but also it gives me an activity to be able to do with my kids. Something where we're all participating in it together. We get to learn some new skills and they love the finished products. It is so much fun. So let me tell you about this really fun monthly box. The Simply Earth essential oil recipe box will help you gain the confidence and clarity in using essential oils that you've probably wanted to have but didn't really know where to start. And it will help you make products that are toxin-free from your home. You get four pure essential oils that are super affordable. The oils alone would cost over $100 from other companies. And you get other natural ingredients delivered to your doorstep to make the products. You use the easy-to-follow recipes to make six different products with the oils and ingredients found in the box, and you enjoy the peace of mind that comes with using natural products that you know the ingredients of. Simply Earth's essential oils are 100% pure and come from the best farms all over the world, and all of their recipes are tried and tested by in-house certified aromatherapists. The monthly box has over 2,000 five-star reviews, and they give 13% of their profits to help end human trafficking. It is just such a a great box every month we love everything that comes in it so you can get these four pure oils six recipes and the extra ingredients for only $39 a month and when you subscribe you get a free big bonus box with even more natural goodies using essential oils to support your wellness doesn't have to be overwhelming or break the bank have fun making your home toxin free with Simply Earth's essential oil recipe box plus get a free 80 milliliter diffuser when you subscribe using my URL simplyearth.com Live Well. Again, get that free 80-milliliter diffuser when you go to simplyearth.com slash live well. And I like, though, that you also really point out in the book that we will fail. And it's okay to fail. Like, failure is a good thing because there was one quote. You know I'm not going to be able to find it. (laughs) But you quoted somebody about saying that, like, if we don't fail, then it's oh gosh.
1: Was it Seth Godin?
0: Uh, maybe. About this, Yes, how, like- okay. I found it. The rule okay. is simple. The person who fails the most will win. If I fail more than you do, I yep. will win because in order to keep failing, you've got to be good enough to keep playing. I love yep. that.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's well, that took me a long time to like reframe. And I still think in some ways that I do have to reframe it, but like I remind myself and the things that we mess up, like that's on me. If I want to assign meaning to it, that means I have to quit or like never try again. Like that's on me, but like, I can look at this and say, okay, things didn't go how I wanted them to go. But like, how can we like learn and grow and develop and like become better because of this? And I think like, That debriefing is so important. Like I try to do that debriefing at the end of my weeks. I try to do it at the Mm -hmm. end of my years. I don't just leave that for December 31st, you know, because I think a lot of times, like we say we're going to debrief and reflect and we don't ever do it or like, yeah, to be able to look at something like even in our work, you know, going through a busy campaign or going through a busy season do we stop and say, okay, like what worked and like, what didn't work? Because mm-hmm. maybe that would help take the fangs off of failure to know it's just something that didn't work. It doesn't mean it's our identity or like, yeah. who, you know what I mean? Like we, yeah. we make it so much bigger than it needs to be.
0: Yeah, we really do. And if we can press into that, I call it iterating. Like, okay, this isn't working. So I got to make a shift and I got to try something else. I mean, if we are constantly willing to do that and look at it as an opportunity instead of that thing that's just going to take us out so we can't keep moving forward, it allows us to keep showing up if we can look at it as a learning opportunity. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is something for me to learn here. Yeah. And, And there's ways to grow and there's an answer. There's a way to shift here so that it can work. And it might not be the next thing that I try, but I have to keep trying.
1: Yeah, it's so true. Like, I have to keep getting back up.
0: Yeah. So I am curious, because as we talked about, you have had a baby, and life is different now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you would have written differently about this book after being a mother?
1: Um, that's a great question. I don't know... No, honestly, I don't know that I would write anything differently. I think more so I'm like, oh, I'm glad that I nailed that or like (laughs) practice what I preach, you know? Because I think like, especially like having a baby, it's just more of that reminder of like, life is just made up of these really small things. And like, she's in this spot where it's like every single day you wake up and it's a new baby. She's somehow grown in some way. And so it's that reminder of being present and rejoicing in the small things. But I think really it is stuff that is in the book. It's just like a rinse and repeat sort of thing. You Mm -hmm. know, like I was just talking to a friend the other day about like, okay, like we're in the midst of the holiday season. Like we're in the thick of it right now when we're recording this. And if I'm not careful, like I'm going to look up and it's all going to be over. It'll be just a bunch of things that I did. And like, there was no, I said to her, like, I just want to be able to savor this season. And she came back and she was like, well, I don't know if you can like savor the season, but you can definitely savor moments within the season. And like, for me, like I have this little um, Instax printer that sits on my desk and it like, it it lets you like print out any of your like iPhone photos into Mm -hmm. like, little polaroids yeah and like i've been trying to be present like to every once in a while like pictures that i've snapped throughout this season printing those out and putting them on like our little bulletin board downstairs as a reminder to me of like no these are moments that you did get you know like these are places where you were present and so i know that didn't really answer your question i think it's just so much of the book is just it it comes alive through like continual practice the book isn't about any one thing it's something that can be applied to multiple junctions of your Mm -hmm. life at multiple times in your life
0: yeah no I agree I think that's great and I think that that it's so awesome to have a book that can kind of bridge the seasons because Mm -hmm. it's about continuing to fight and continue to show up and whatever season you're in whatever that needs to look like for you at the time i mean obviously uh, showing up looks different when you're 2 weeks postpartum <laughs> than it yes. does yep. when you know you have a 2 year old it's it's it is different and it's constantly changing but as long as we are willing to keep iterating and keep looking for okay what does showing up look like in the season that i'm in i think that's where we find the real gold and i you even talked about that in the book that how the Japanese think <laughs> stuff with gold. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> would you talk about that for a second? Because I did, I really love that part of the book. And I think that would be a great place to kind of wrap things up on because I think it's super powerful.
1: Yeah, so it is this art known as Kintsugi and like, it's a Japanese art form. So like when we think about like American culture, like I have so many like, like visions in my head of like TV shows and movie show movies that you've watched where like, they're playing like football in the house and like the vase breaks, right? Like I remember yeah. it on like an episode of the Brie Bunch or something. And yeah. the first thought is right. Like I'm going to glue this thing back together so that no one knows that it was broken. Right. So we get this yeah. super glue and we put it all back together. Well, so the Japanese art form is this belief that, like, just because something is broken does not mean it is any less valuable. In fact, it actually is more valuable because it has breaks and cracks and flaws in it. And so in order to exemplify this, they take this glue that is mixed with gold and they put the pieces, the broken pieces, back together with this glue so that gold forms in the cracks. And it is this idea of like what you have gone through and what this piece has gone through is valuable. It's not Mm -hmm. for naught. And so it's this idea of like, just because you have cracks, just because you've been broken before does not mean that your value is not still intact or that you're not more valuable and more resilient because you've gone through this thing.
0: Yeah, It's, it's highlighting those things in a way that allows you to kind of wear them with pride like i i yes i was broken but i got put back together again and that's where it matters Mm -hmm. it it doesn't just matter that oh i was broken you don't live there you don't let that be the thing that defines you what defines you is the putting back together that getting back up again that deciding to show back up again that's where the real the real good stuff is yep it's so true yeah Well, I just think that you have written another profoundly wise tome of a book that I will be keeping on my bookshelf. This will not be heading to a little library anytime soon. Oh, thank you. I mean, really, I, I have like all these orange little flags hanging out of the book and people are already asking me like, can I borrow your copy? And it's just, it's it's that good and I'm so glad that I was blessed to be able to read it early and get my hands on it because you've really done a fine work here that I think a lot of people need to hear right now so well done again that
1: means so much to me
0: yeah well thank you for taking the time to come and chat with me today congratulations on your new baby girl I love her name when I saw that on Instagram I was like oh (laughs) I love it but but yeah I just really appreciate you coming today Thank you for having me. This
1: has been such a great conversation.
0: Yeah, it's been super fun. Okay, well, hope I will see you again when, well, I will hear you again when you come out with another wonderful book. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode. Of course, you can find the show notes by just swiping up in whatever app you are listening to the podcast on or by going to MackenzieCoppa.com and clicking on podcast. And I just want to say a huge thank you to all of you who are such loyal listeners who listen week after week after week and let me be a part of your lives. I am so grateful for that. I do not take it for granted. And for all of you new listeners, thank you. I am just so happy to have you here. I would love to be able to connect with you, so do not hesitate to find me on Instagram at Mackenzie Papa. Just shoot me a little DM, say hi, tell me how you found the show, and we can chat for a minute. I really love connecting with you guys. If you ever have any thoughts about the show, I would love to be able to talk to you over on Instagram or whatever other dumb thing that I am saying on Instagram that day. chat with me about it all right next week we are back with allison fallon about her brand new book the power of writing it down which is also super good and until then go be bold and gracious